Before there was wine, there was nothing worth drinking. Just some dirty pond water, and whatever it is that comes out of that dangly bit under cows, goats, sheep, and squids. Everyone was unhappy, but didn't know it, because clinical depression hadn't been invented. Then, one day, some lucky bastard left a bunch of bunches of grapes somewhere, forgot about it for a couple weeks, came back, and discovered the cure for melancholics, alcoholism. The rest, as they say, is history. But is it really so simple? Does anything ever truly happen by accident? Is sulfur a necessary component of the vinification process? Is it reasonable to sell wine with so much volatile acidity, diacetyl, ethyl acetate, and Britannomyces that it should have been labeled as salad dressing or sour beer? Can the two baddest-ass podcasters of this or any era truly go on an indefinite hiatus? Is there a loving God? Does it ever work out when you tell your gorgeous ex-girlfriend you're still desperately in love with her, but also comfortable with her doing whatever makes her happy, and then she fucks your roommate while you're trying to sleep in the garage, which is also your bedroom? Can Joe Biden retire to owning an ice cream shop, or will his particular strain of Irish Catholic guilt result in him attempting to out Habitat for Humanity Jimmy Carter and dying in a horrible, hilarious, and horribly hilarious Arrested Development-type construction mishap Something that could have been a Buster Keaton bit if only Joe had actually been standing where the window landed when the facade of a hastily built home does a slow-motion timber. These questions have more and more have been explored by such visionary works as Don Quixote, Star Trek, and The Real Housewives of Forks, Washington. We've got bigger fish to fry here. Real tough questions that only real wheeler dealers ever dare even ask. Like, how much Chenin Blanc is too much? And... Can you really pair any wine with any meal? Mm. And dear listener, because we're, we aren't trying to waste your time, I'll go ahead and tell you. The answers to those two questions are, in order, the limit does not exist. We learned that by watching Mean Girls and drinking so much Jasnier that one of us turned to the other and said, we should check on Lindsay Lohan and see how she's doing. And absolutely, if the food's good, the wine's good, you like who you're hanging with, and you don't have a massive stick up your ass. Enough of this bush beating, though. Dick Cheney called and said we had to stop or we'd get a personal new Pearl Harbor, whatever mm-hmm. that means. The point is, we're back, baby. Cork taint 2.0. Leaner, meaner, machiner, and even, would you believe it, greener. Not because we care about the environment more. We always have, but at a certain point you have to sit back and say, well, breathing was good while it lasted. R.I.P. Miami, California, and eventually everywhere except Iceland. No, we got poetically greener, because one of your dauntless hosts recently discovered the true meaning of the phrase insanely jealous, and almost considered getting non-prescription contact lenses to turn his eyes literally green. Instead, he abandoned his phone, car, wallet, and all other personal effects after having his heart broken and not sleeping for a week. Meanwhile, the other accidentally bought way too much fine Australian wine because he was jealous of how smooth Koala's brains are. Stay tuned to find out which was which. This message has been brought to you by Trader Joe's. However much it costs now, that bottle of wine was never worth two bucks, Chuck. And theme. Masterpiece. Thank you. Fantastic work, sir. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to be able to hold the voice up the whole time. (laughs) No, you did a great job. Yeah. No, that was a good bounce between SNL announcer guy and uh, it wasn't like infomercial, but it kind of was like, are you gay and want to have sex but don't know where to find it? And you're like, yeah, and yeah, you know, like that guy. You know, are you uh, are you a gay man but you don't have a penis? <laughs> wow, yeah, great. That's good. I mean, Called Doctor Miami. Yeah, I mean, it's been known to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know those guys who it's so funny. Like like you know peak pandemic where they're like FedEx didn't have enough like fucking trucks, so they just like rented like a U-Haul and you'd like a guy would get out who's wearing like a Hane, a white Hanes shirt just writ, like with FedEx written on it <laughs> there's a guy just like with like with a white t-shirt that says like Dr. Miami and he's like yeah you uh you need a penis and he's like opens his trench coat he's just filled with penises you're like those aren't dildos those are like real penises he's like yeah, yeah. this jacket's made of yeah. lined with dry ice yeah you wouldn't believe how like 
You know that thing that they always say, uh, use every part of the buffalo? Well, organ harvesters, uh, yeah. they really, like, they were leaving a lot hanging in the wind, if you know what I mean. Anyhow, yeah. uh, what kind of style are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making model. And in case anyone's confused, we're talking about the plot for The Sun Also Rises, mm-hmm. um, or N- any of Henry James's novels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I haven't read, or but I... Or potentially, that's a, it's a subplot line in the third National Treasure movie, which I'm still holding out hope for. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he buys one Nothing. of the penises, and he's mm-hmm. like, actually, this was, this was Thomas Jefferson's penis. <laughs> this is Ben Franklin's penis that he lost from, from syphilis. Just, and then we have to steal George Washington's wooden penis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. He actually got like the map of the uh, the like the old the, the original design of Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. like engraved on his wooden penis. No, but and but you you like you you look at it and it turns out that that map is also inscribed on the interior of the Washington Monument. Oh and, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how they find the secret room just below the top. That's like not quite mm-hmm. the top, but just below it. And sort of like it's hidden in the, <laughs> in the wall. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and yeah, it yeah, turns yeah. out they have to circumcise the Washington yeah. Monument to save America. That's awesome. It's also it's also a cryptex, and you're like, what five letters could this penis be? I can't figure it out. This penis. <laughs> it turns out it's cocks. It's cocks. <laughs> it's pussy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Benjamin Franklin comes out of the wall. Turns out he's you know been alive the whole time. And he's like, you did it. Well done. <laughs> You're the new kings oh, of America. <laughs> yeah. It's Nicholas incredible. Cage is yeah. like, America can't have a king. And Benjamin Franklin's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have have fun with that now. Oh, yeah. This is good, by the way. Welcome oh, yeah, to... No, mine, is, uh, mine is as well. Welcome to... Cool. Cor- Cortaine. 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 We're back. Hey, in case anyone's wondering what happened in the uh, in the hiatus... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a lot of stuff that is literally true, and that I don't want to go into further. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. y- yeah. As, as, as opposed to all of the stuff that you opened it with. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, I'm sure that'll come up. Yeah. Uh, li- <laughs> <laughs> the good news, everybody, is we used to try to make enemies, and um, yeah. Now we, I just have some, so you know. <laughs> mm, nice. <laughs> well, uh, it's you know it's more of a with friends like these who needs enemies kind of situation, but. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of course. Well, you know, you know what they say about telling tales out of school. We're not in school anymore, I guess. Mm-hmm. What they, anyways. Um, that's what it is? I don't know. It's just a phrase that people use. Mm. I guess. I there was some idiom that I didn't know. Some some country some country wisdom oh, you were going to well, pull out that I didn't know. Would you like some country wisdom? Sure, yeah. yeah. I always want some country wisdom. If you're wisdom. ever driving a tractor and you put the brakes on oh, yeah. and you feel a mm-hmm. second like... Huh, that usually doesn't like press down that much further. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Stop what you're doing, take the tractor yeah. up to the shed, and well, you know, maybe check the brake fluid. Mm. Uh, don't do what I did and just say, that'll probably be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, for anyone listening who's interested, um, at least 50% of our podcast hosts uh, <laughs> literally almost died, and their last thought was, um, damn. I wish I could text, like, I'm thinking of four people that, you know, they're all just sort of wrapped up in my brain as, like, people I really would have wanted to tell one more time how much I love them. And in case anyone in the audience is wondering, I'm not talking about, like, the Corktane audience. That wasn't the that wasn't the four mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. I was thinking of. Because <laughs> we only have three fans. So yeah. naturally, and, uh, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's complicated because, um, well... Oh, I don't know who they are, but you do, Tom. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, yeah, it's been an eventful year. Um, it turns out taking a break was probably a really good idea. Taking a break from other things might not have been, but everything was probably going to wind up in the same place anyways. Because the universe is, you know, I think Thomas Pinchon said it best in Gravity's Rainbow. Uh, what? Richard Nixon. <laughs> well stated. Yeah. And uh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you want to do you, what do you want to say anything else before we get into 
No, it can proper, it can come up more naturally. I, I can nice, yeah, nice. Like, <clears throat> I was just gonna try and come up with some good riff about why we were gone, but I I couldn't think of like, you know, actually going into all the stuff that I should eventually uh, find a therapist to tell <laughs> about how my life fell apart last February. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. then actually fell apart again in November last month. But it's back now. But it's back. It's back. It's back. It's back. And the the good news is, not only is it back, but it's also sexy. Yes, it's it it's not just back, but it's a uh, baby got back. Mm. Nice, sick. I I don't I don't really know how that song goes now that I've said that. <laughs> I, it's I better we it. not try to recall it and we just go like, hey, yeah, yeah sick. Uh, so it's funny that you said um, one of us uh, bought uh, too much fine uh, old Australian wine. Yeah. Um, at like maybe a sixth of its act, less than a sixth of its actual like market value, because uh, I'm I'm drinking some of it right now, and it, yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even plan that out. So no, it, <laughs> I was like, what do I want to drink for the recording tonight? And uh, there's an it's a it's a content rich uh, thing in and of itself, but uh, yeah, uh, it's very so very tasty. So is my wine. Um, I'm nice. drinking. What are you? Um, I'm drinking a uh, oh a um, Verdecca from. Uh, Masseria Livelli. Um, this is an Italian white that is... Um, I was only told a little bit of it, and I can read what's on the bottle, but it doesn't do me a whole lot of good. Hmm. How do you spell uh, it? Um, so the varietal, I believe, is Verdeca. V-E-R-D-E-C-A. But then uh, mm-hmm. Masseria Livelli. Uh, M-A-S-S-E-R-I-A-L-I-V-E-L-I. And I, uh, I believe it's in Salento. It's it says Salento just above the words Indicazione Geografica Tipica. Um, also, uh, you know, apologies to anyone who is offended by my attempts to pronounce things. Um, I'm gonna say correctly, but just pronounce them not like an American because. Uh, oh, I think I found it. Nice. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No. It's is it Masseria Livelli like. M a s s e r i a space l i space v e l i. Yes. Nice. Okay. Cool. I did not say the spaces. Um, but yes, and I just on... googled it and it said I got zero results, and I was like, something doesn't seem right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the bottle, mm-hmm. it says, and I'm gonna get. We're getting wild here. Nice label. Um, Ascos e il nome del nostro pro- progetto Hell dedicato yeah. alla. <laughs> Ricerca, <laughs> selezione uh-huh. e valorizzazione del patrimonio mm-hmm. dei vicini autoctoni yep. pugliesi in via mm-hmm. di estinzione. Nice. I vini sono prodotti oh, solo more. con uve proven- <laughs> uh, provenienti da zone <laughs> a particolare vocazione nelle okay, quali... Real, I'm going to interrupt vitigno. you real quick mm-hmm. just, to, just, to, just to say... Um, we were watching this like series on <laughs> on Netflix about like about um, like sports like fraud in sports and there was yeah. one about this like this like Italian football uh, like scandal like yeah. bi- like basically like organized crime scandal mm. and one of the funniest things that as soon as it started I got so excited about and my uh, speculation was confirmed was Italian lawyers wow <laughs> if you thought, like a, a man passionately describing like a grapefruit was uh-huh. you know at a at a ten like forget about it. First of all, they wear like you know how like like judges yeah. in like England wear like the garb that's like ridiculous, you know. Well, and, they, and they all wear the little wigs, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, lo- the lawyers in Italy do the same thing too, and it's so funny because there's this oh, guy. That's incredible. Like, the the gesticulation alone. God, what well, is <laughs> sorry? I incredible. Just, my brain immediately jumped to um, Your Honor. I am a simple country lawyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but then. You know, because um, because one's brain should never stay in the same joke for more than three seconds. Just mm-hmm. somebody in the somebody in the jury going, "But what if I could?" <laughs> but what if I could? Uh, yeah, no, be good. To, but anyway, to so it's a Italian about, audience. How's the wine taste? We're uh, we're deeply sorry, um, but we're also not. No, we're, not. we're Americans, so we're not Italians. sorry for anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? What do we have to apologize for? Don't I we? mean, hey, look, hey, we, hey, our country just uh, we figured out how to be fascist without calling it fascist. You guys just double down. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Um, also, uh, the last little bit of that thing I was trying to read, I think, is about how the little symbol on the label is of a uh, decanter um, from mm. Greece in the first um, 
the first uh, century. Um, and nice. it's, it's shaped like a, it is shaped like a ram, which I think is, I think the word is askos. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. It's written in Greek on there. So I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just drinking a bottle of wine, trying to figure out what nice. it means. <clears throat> is it crisp? Is it rich? Is it light? Is it playful? I'll tell you what, buddy. Is it serious? Is it? Yeah. It's got salinity. Mm-hmm. It's it. got, it's got, it's got sort of an unctuous, like the good butteriness, you know, that like that, yeah, yeah, that fleshy, um, mm-hmm. licking, licking some melted butter off of, uh, your friend's hip kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's got a pretty soft, like sort of acidity to it. Like it's very lactic-y mm-hmm. feeling. Nice. Um, <clears throat> and then it's, the it, tannin structure is actually very like subtle. And mm-hmm. pretty supple and pretty yeah, yeah. so um, yeah. yeah, anybody lactic means like as in like lactic acid, whereas like the la- the the acid that's in like dairy essentially, yeah, than like like green apple acid. Yeah, but so we've we, we've talked about that in past episodes, but we've, just in case everybody pick up on lactic Yeah, so um, if anyone's if anyone's Ooh. confused, I poured milk into this wine before I started drinking yep. it to make, yeah. give it a better mouthfeel. Um, yeah, 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 precisely. Mm. Yeah, so um, I don't know much. I don't. I don't know anything about um, Verdeca. Um, I think Verdeca is the yeah. Um, but I believe I believe that it's a very like rare varietal that they kind of like rehabilitated for oh, this cool. uh, for this wine. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will do some typey typey and some googly googly and see <laughs> if I can learn yeah. some more about it because I you know I bought the bottle. I bought the bottle actually like. Oh, back before, uh, back before last February when everything fell apart around me. But mm-hmm. um, to record with, and I've been holding on to it um, for a special occasion. And nice. um, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta bite the bullet. Oh, you gotta get her done. You gotta get her done. <clears throat> and nice some, time. and you know, sometimes she gets done, and you're like, well. I guess I'll just go, and she's like, "Yeah, that'd be nice." And it's like, "Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it?" And she's like, "No, I don't." Like, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Love you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um. Okay. <laughs> so what do we got? So yeah, here? I'm drinking. Um. Oh, that's so rude of me. A, <laughs> no, 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 no. What is what, um, what this? You know, glass, my friend. I got. So I have two things open actually. One is the Wild Duck Creek from '98, I think. And mm. this is a wine that I like. It's just like it's got to be like fate because I found one bottle. Like the story with this is basically like from auction like two years ago. I found like two bottles of it and um, I got them. And I was reading about it and they're like, oh yeah, the corks are shit. So like, there's a lot of bottle variation. Mm. Yeah. Um. So okay. So whatever. I opened one. And so the 98 Spring Flat Shiraz by Wild, uh, Wild Duck Creek. And um, normally the wine's supposed to be like whatever, like 70 bucks or whatever, but I got it for like the 20 from auction or something. And yeah, um, yeah. I uh, opened it and it was like, yeah, it is not good. But this is also like years ago and I didn't really have much experience with old wines, let alone like this one. So then whatever, I opened up uh, the other one the next day and it was like so good. And I was like, fuck. Mm. I wonder if like I did, the other ones needed more air or whatever. But um, so then like a couple of years, maybe like a year later, I found like a case of that wine, like same vintage, right? Again, like cheap. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. So like, I, or there were 11 bottles and I got it. And some of them were like, some of the labels were fucked up and some of them like corks are really fucked up. And so then th- through that, I got to like taste like, okay, so this one had like no seepage issues. This one, the cork was in great shape. This one, the cork is literally soaked and like crumbled when I touched it, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell different, like the different condition and the wines uh, that are in uh, certain conditions based on like, you know, storage and whatever else, cork and temperature and that kind of stuff. And then I ended up finding like even more of it like a year after as just as I was about to like run out of the other stuff. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's like same vintage, same everything. But um, so this one, I, um, I had like four bottles that were like definitely fucked in terms of like the corks totally like soaked through tons of seepers and stuff. So um, these four, this is the last of the four that I've opened that uh last the ones that had really bad seepage issues and the three um that i had opened were all like really in not great shape relative to like they're still tasty but they were not in great shape relative to the um good ones that i had where the corks were in good condition um this one's like pretty good and it's interesting because right when i opened it up um i got a lot of ea 
mm, off it. So the people people don't know the ethyl acetate like nail polish remover uh, smell yeah. like a lot of it, and I was like, oh, this is fucked. Like as I like I took the foil off and I could see the soaked cork and I could smell EA. So I was like, oh man. So I put it into decanter and like swirled it around vigorously for like two hours, you know, whatever. And uh, it's delicious now. There's no EA on it. Oh, nice. And it's like, oh wow, just I don't put, old wine doesn't make any sense. Like it's magic. And so yeah, oh um, god, the stuff that yeah, the yeah. stuff that just volatilizes <laughs> off or just yeah, you're scum. like oh, oh, I guess that's not an issue. Um, yeah. And then I have a bottle, like a backup bottle. Of the Heimann Lohnstein Riesling, the same uh, same producer, I think the same wine that um, we had when I was out there, that Riesling. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. in the uh, in the in the uh, it's like sort a blue of teal bottle. Yeah, 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 Love yeah. Love that. God. Yeah, dude. So such good. both of these mother mother truckers, mother truckers, <laughs> and beep beep. People would say, you know, those two wines couldn't be further apart. It's like the sommiest Riesling ever, and then something that people. You know, like literally wouldn't think it would be fit to pour down their toilets if you're like a psalm, you know? <laughs> they're both delicious. Well, they're further, they could not be further apart until you put them both in your tummy and go, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, but then they are one. I'm gonna just mix these up in my belly and get a little tipsy and have a good time. Nice. Yeah, so I just looked it up. Um, uh, the so the whole Oscos series from, mm-hmm. uh, Masseria Livelli is um it's not so much about so Verdecca is a, a pretty broadly grown in uh, Italy varietal um not like s- sort of an ancient thing it's well it is an mm-hmm. ancient thing but it's not like uh, th- that it was almost extinct or something I don't I must be re- misremembering the story that I was told in the uh, mm-hmm. um uh I think it, it probably has more to do with like the um the sourcing and the way that they I think that this producer is very like serious about like classical like styles of farming and um, production and stuff but okay. I would nice. have to do more of a deeper dive but they have a bunch of so they have two <laughs> they have two um they have two sort of like labels the osco series and then just Maseria Livelli they make um uh, they make red wines and uh, I think it, it looks like a rosé but the mm-hmm. um osco series uh are um quintessentially puglian puglian I don't Again, yeah. I do not Puglia. speak Italian. Puglian. Um, so they make a, a Primitivo and a Negromaro. And um, nice. then um, they also do, um, for the Osco series, uh, Malvasia Nera de Leche, de Leche, Leche, uh, Primitivo and Susomaniello. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a... Uh, Sort of an interesting like, because uh, and this is I'm I'm drinking in 2019, so we're in two very very different ends of the spectrum in terms of like what we're drinking and how mm. we're. Because uh, mm-hmm. like you're you had to do a lot of a lot of legwork to get yourself to a bottle that you're being able to have a good time with, and I just picked up this wine and was like, that sounds interesting. I want to know what it tastes like. Oh <laughs> we No, it um. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's an interesting wine, and it's like one of the things I think it's. So I think it would be interesting to, um, one thing that I've found is like with seepage. So if you're, it's not really like an issue if you're just going to the store buying a bottle of wine, but if you're going to buy stuff from auctions or like you're going to, you know, say you're cellaring, you buy a case of wine and you're cellaring it and whatever, 20 years later you look and you're like, oh, well, it looks like there's some wine coming out of this bottle or it's like it's sticky or it looks like mm-hmm. some stuff is leaked or whatever. Um, it's not necessarily indicative of like that the wine's going to be like fucked because I've had some wines that where there's been like seepage on them mm-hmm. and they're like totally fine, like old ones. Yeah. Um. Or like low fill levels or whatever, but it's more like it's never like a sign like oh good there's seepage you know what I mean like it's not like yeah. it's never anything great but it's not always like a huge cause for concern. No, it's How, just, with yeah. the exception of like very delicate reds because I don't know about like red burgundy or anything super light that I can't afford to drink that shit and also like mm-hmm. you know but like bigger high alcohol reds I think are wines that are more like resilient. I think have a better chance of standing up to like potential oxidation than lighter ones is my hunch. Yeah. No, I think you're correct there. Um, but mm-hmm. no, what are you thinking? Oh, I was just going to make a joke about how, yeah, seepage, it's not always the end of the world, but just like with wines getting older, just like with people getting older, just because there's a little mm. bit of seepage doesn't mean you have to go straight to wearing adult diapers. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you just keep just an excuse like, honey, I've decided after all these years, I, I want to, 
start buying new clothes. Mm-hmm. You just one-time use, you know? Yeah. Just... <laughs> I feel like I've heard a story about that. Somebody just bought new underwear every time. Like, they, they never... Actually, no, I think it was socks. They never wore the oh, same yeah. pair of socks twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I was telling you about that, but I remember watching MTV Cribs and, like, Birdman. That was, was that like, was, that yeah. is exactly what I was thinking of. Oh, the biggest yeah. flex, yeah. yeah. It's funny because, actually, like, whatever, I just will walk around like an asshole, like, wearing, like, socks with holes in them for, like, for so long. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to fucking like buy new socks. So I bought like a bunch of new socks and I've like every day I put new socks on. I feel like like Birdman. It's kind of funny because it's just like every day uh, for like two weeks, I'm just putting new socks on. And I'm like, damn, this is great. Um, I'm a king. I'm a king. I'm, king, I'm spoiled. I'm king of the castle. <laughs> just putting on pair after pair of new socks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can't yeah. be stopped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, dude. Dude, this wine, like. Australian wine is so fucking good. Mm. And, like, I feel like over the past uh, few months, like, since we've recorded less, is when I've really, like, gotten more into it and been able to, like, be exposed to a lot of it. I think, yeah, yeah I think, oh, man, we like, Clarendon Hills is, like, it's become a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, damn, that stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't even think I had had it um, when we stopped recording. Maybe I'd had, like, one, but um, I don't know. But, man, we, that's got to... We gotta get that fucking guy on the podcast. Oh, you come yeah. out here, drink a whole bunch of Clarendon Hills. Oh, we make we make sexy, threatening video to him. Oh, say if you want to see your wife and kids again, you'll have <laughs> sex with us. Uh, and that, talk about and come on our wine podcast. Be on our wine podcast. Um, <laughs> the uh, that evening was that was so like that that bottle in particular made such a big impact on like like. Uh, so oh, the Roma's like, Grenache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was so good. Um, yeah. yeah. And then just the, like, that was, yeah, I think that's the most, like, fun in terms of, like, like just seeing people get into wine and get into, like, why, you know, like, you know that moment when you've just been talking about something for, like, years and someone finally looks at you and goes, like, I get it. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But they, and you and you believe them. It's just, like, the, the, mm-hmm. that moment of, like, oh, no, we're you and I aren't crazy. We just like needed to open some of these wines for people and actually drink them with them. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> God. Yeah, man. No, it's like it's, I don't know. It's like learning anything else. Like I think wine is kind of like a fucked up thing because um because it's literally rotten fruit. It's <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's the, like you can read in so many books. It's like how I passed that fucking test by like. Just like bullshitting. Yeah. I wasn't really bullshitting, but I had like learned, I had read all the books and I had learned all the shit. When they asked me a question, I just gave them the answer. But it's like, I don't actually know what that thing tastes like. I've just read reviews of people tasting the wine and knowing the vintages and stuff. And it's like, it's like, it's not an actual substitute for knowledge, you know? Yeah. But, but um, uh, I mean, I like, I'm literally the opposite of that where I've not read, a, I've never read a whole book about wine. I've read bits and pieces, yeah. but I like, but you know five so five years seven harvests later like yeah i know i know i know how to make it i I don't know no totally but i mean like like i guess like the the only like substantive knowledge of that you can of wine that you can have is through direct experience of it yeah like that's it yeah just and um i was talking to it was funny if i go into the, the wine shop i used to work at um I like talking to one of the sales reps. He was the same one who, like, when I brought in Wild Duck Creek, this this same bottle, Wild Duck Creek, um, whatever, like, a month or two ago. Um, I told you about that, right? When I went in there and he, like, was totally, like, shitting on it. Oh, uh, no, you and, didn't. Uh, but... Oh, man, yeah. So I went in, I blinded, uh, I blinded uh, a friend of mine, and the sales rep happened to be in there at the time. And he, like, you know, is a sales rep for this, like, yeah, this, the, the, this like, distributor who brings in, like, just, like, the the, the like most sophisticated french shit you know yeah and like um <laughs> and he's a nice guy but it's like he you can't go from drinking like rias to like like trying to sell shit that you don't care about but it's like that's literally your job but like anyway so i i blinded him on it and he just like t- hated it and but also it didn't hate it in terms of like didn't like the way it tasted you just tell it was something that was so foreign to him that he just like was like blah no, i don't want that thing and um yeah i like um blinded him on like an older California Pinot the other day and like again like had no idea what it was and he said like 
and so so they were like, "What is this like Grenache or something?" And I was like, "No, it's California Pinot." I was like when I think California Pinot, I think like you know like really sappy cherries and all these other things. He's yeah. like, "Well, I don't think California Pinot," and I was like, "Okay, but like." Like, do you know how much shit that I, like, drink that I don't like? Mm-hmm. Or used to not like? Like, like water. Yeah. <laughs> no, water's delicious. The water, yeah. Water. I'm about to have a sip of water right now. Ooh. Yeah, but, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um. He did it. But, yeah, and, and he, he was kind of, like, but <laughs> but he was, like, he kind of looked and was, like, ah, yeah. Like, fuck, that's really, I should be doing that. You know? Yeah. He's, like, yeah, my palate's just so, my tastes are just so, like, linear. And I'm, like, yeah, but, like. To the point where I can, like, pour for you a glass of California Pinot with some age on it, and you have no fucking idea. You're saying it's, like, from Spain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... What kind of fucking, like, perspective on wine is that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, on so, anything. I mean, that's... I, I, yeah. You know, like, I have my own problem there with, like... Uh, like, like when... Because it, 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 I, I think the better, like... like because you say you drink all kinds of shit that you don't like, but then like when when you just run up against somebody like yeah, like, and this is more of a problem for me in like other contexts. But when you you know you drink a lot of really good wine, or you drink a lot of really interesting wine, or you drink wine all over the spectrum, and then you just talk to somebody who's like, oh, I love wine, and you're like, oh, what kind of wine do you like? And they're like, barefoot Moscato, and you're just like, ah, shit. And you're like, um, yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm happy for you. In fact, I envy you mm-hmm. because I ah. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't be too, I shouldn't complain too much. I, I still get to experience that sort of thing with beer. Like, a, a PBR is a, PBR is great, but, but yeah, there's, like, a different, it's so interesting how, like, people's, people's, like, perception of, of breadth of knowledge or depth of knowledge, like, totally gets interchangeable, and you, you just t- talk to somebody who, like, might be really broadly informed, but as soon as you start talking to them about any specific subject in any depth, they just, like, immediately kind of, like, rely on the same sort of set oh, yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, look, there's nothing wrong with, like, drinking drinking what you like, because, mm. like, that's great, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong, but, like, I don't know, it's, you know, if you decide that you like Bordeaux and you're like, I only want to drink it, it's like, okay, like, cool, you know, fine, yeah. but just be aware of the fact that you're like no my my understanding of this thing is very much limited to just this and also my understanding of this thing is itself limited because i am not going out of my way to learn anything about anything else that may end up casting like light or you know insight on this thing even though it's not this thing yeah i mean you know uh, the the so like I mean, the the biggest analog for that kind of thing for me, because I've put myself through, like, I've told you about this, and, like, it's not super healthy, but the the analog that I've been thinking about is television. Where, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there is, there are, like, several great TV shows that exist that were made that, mm-hmm. you know. Like Schitt's Creek. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, what was the one, the What Lotus? Oh, the White Lotus. I mean, that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shit's Creek what? and White Lotus, probably the two best TV shows made. Well, and that's what's so interesting about, like, the White Lotus is <laughs> is such a great example of somebody who, like, that's like somebody buying the best fruit in, you know, in a region and then yeah. just having no clue how to make wine out of it. Because there's a lot yeah, of really yeah, yeah. interesting, like, watching that show was, like, it, it hurt my brain because there was a lot of stuff in it that I was like, that's actually, like, a really, like, complicated point that they're trying to, like, make something out of or like there's a really interesting yeah. like thing but they're just the the like the sort of preemptive self-congratulation of it like the the, the amount of money spent on marketing <laughs> before yeah you make yeah. sure that you're like distemmer works or something i, I don't know mm-hmm. like it's yeah. it's and and it's tough be, so i recently um like re-engaged vaguely with uh like i watched um one of the marvel tv shows again which i hadn't done in a long time and it was so fascinating how like some elements were so coherent and cohesive and clever and well crafted, hmm. and other things were just like garbage. And it was like it was tough because it, it, there was this like clear moment where it was like, okay, well, we've got to pick the pace up. Like it's got to like we got to get to you know, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the inverse of the White Lotus, where it's like, we're going to make this six-part miniseries, and every episode is going to be an hour and a half long, and halfway through it, people are going to wonder why on earth they're spending their life doing, like, watching this. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, uh, just that, that, because it does come down to, like, the there is, like, a, a, and we've talked about this over and over and over again, but I think it's a really good thing to, like, re-engage with immediately when we return to the stage, as it were. Um, uh, 
there's an inherent power dynamic with wine and wine knowledge and just enjoyment of wine. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how, you know, there, there, there's this strange, like going to play video games used to be a communal thing. Like you had to go to an arcade and stand, yeah, at, a, yeah. stand at a thing and take turns and like cheer your friends on or like, you know, psych them out to whatever. And now like there's this yeah there's like the you know being able to being able to just like order a bottle of wine for it to show up at your house and not actually go out to wine shops and talk to mm-hmm. talk to people in person like and hear yeah because like every wine shop owner is gonna you know talk your ear off if you get them going i'm kind of mm-hmm. the opposite of the uh, the opposite of uh like bookshop owners because bookshop owners you 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 know you go up start looking around <laughs> then you know the only like they're like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to just sit here and read my book. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But wine, you know, wine shop owners, they they like they want. It's a job for people who want to talk and to to, to teach people uh, what they can about you know an expensive thing that they're gonna go buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I I'm digging too digging too deep into an attempt to come up with a metaphor or something. But but there's a there's a power dynamic. Like you you are very good at like. Like you're very good at figuring out how a system works and figuring out how to like, per, like what's well, like that time we played Wii bowling. Like you're just good at you, you know you're good at figuring out the system and then being like, well, if I just do this every time, I'll win. And so it's like good at figuring out like which wine shops to go check in at and be like, oh, you get you bought anyone seller lately, and then like you you know how to go through the whole process. But a lot of people like don't ever take the time to like learn how to teach themselves how to do things. Right. <laughs> and that's a very like like. It's, you know, and it's not a skill that everyone has or, you know, should be expected to have or whatever, but it is, like, it's it's so fascinating how that relates to the internet and how there are things you can learn to do on the internet that, like, are truly astounding, and that is part of why, I, like, like I, I don't think I have the patience for it, honestly. Like, I remember being a kid, and you ever play RuneScape? <laughs> uh, I, like... Ha- one or two of my friends were like really into it and i like tried to get into it because it was yeah. like oh it would be a cool thing to do with them and i was like i don't give a shit about this thing same so oh, yes yeah. and no well like i well i played it for a while and i like i thought you were supposed to like go on quests or like accomplish things but then i had one friend who would just like mine coal literally in oh, the game yeah. so that he could make steel and then sell it and he would just like mine and mine and mine and mine and i would talk to him about it and be like yeah you just you know you have to just like sort of grind that out and I was like, what does that mean? And I realized that he was basically saying, like, yeah, you just like, have, you have to do it for, like, four or five hours at a time. And I was like, how? <laughs> for what? For what? Why is that what you would spend that kind of time doing? And, like, you know, it's the same with that. That's great. I, yeah, but. Like, it, how, how was that kid raised? Was that kid raised with that mentality? I don't. Well, he was, all I know is he was raised Mormon. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah, it's just one of those tough things where it's like you get that like some people like do that as real work. Like oh yeah, how, yeah, and I don't know. It's it's just one of those little like it's one of those little like uh, things that creeps into my brain sometimes, and is like what you know how how did we get here? What's going on? This oh is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've been asking no, myself really? how did we get here a lot lately, but you know that's uh, mm-hmm. not you know on a personal scale like a like a <laughs> how did i get here <laughs> yeah 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 i'm no, literally totally. i'm literally sitting on the floor of the room that i moved into in 2016 so <laughs> good news is there's actually a Sick. floor here now yeah 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 it used to just be a Dude. particle board one time it flooded the particle board yeah it's brutal man it's soggy soggy that was an interesting it's a soggy nightmare yeah the uh this this Riesling, right? Like, uh huh. Oh, you opened the Riesling. It, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if the one that we had. So for everybody, uh, Hyman H E Y M A N N, and then dash Lovenstein L O W E N S T E I N. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm drinking a Stalzenberg S T O L Z E N B E R G from 2015. I don't know what like. I think the availability of these wines is. They're pretty scarce in the states. I think. I think they're kind of hard to find. I mean, like they're imported like somewhere, but like it's not like you yeah, you can go to any store and find it. Um, and it's yeah, it's from 2015, so it's got some age on. I got it at auction for yeah. like 15 bucks, 20 bucks maybe. So what you're saying is you got to um, go to Circle K to get it. You can't get it at 7-Eleven. Exactly. Yeah. Sea yeah. Town right. doesn't usually have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, um, there's a guy who works at the back of the Toys R Us 
of Baby oh, yeah, Zaros, yeah, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he's got it. He got he's got the the hooch. <laughs> you know, you say where's um I'm um, I'm Sturtsky and where's hooch? And they're like, oh, they know. They know what they that know. means. They know. They know. If you go to any yeah. employee at a Baby's R Us right now and, and say, say that to him, I'm Sturtsky. And where's hooch? Yeah. It's not even. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even. Damn it. Yeah. No. Anyway. Isn't it Turner um, and Hooch and Starsky and Hutch? Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Hooch and Hutch. I think I'd fuck up Starsky enough. Sturski. Um, Sturski and Hooch. Sturski and Hooch. Yeah. Skirtsky and Stooch. S- yep. That, just twist it as much as you want. Um. And, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and stop playing. Playing around. There you go. Anyway. So yeah. So um. The I got it at auction. I don't know how much it actually um would normally retail for. I think they're normally pretty expensive wines, but I'm not sure. Um, I know they get like huge. They get like really good, really good scores uh, from critics, which you know may or may not mean something. Um, it means they got and, scores from critics. Exactly. And uh, so yeah, the the I can't remember for the one that we had that that was a I think that was Ulan yeah L maybe yeah it was an L um yeah this is a different vineyard and. This has, um, I can't remember if that one was really reductive. This one has some, and a lot of the wines do. Um, yeah, that w- it was slightly reductive, but it it, yeah. uh, it held up for genuinely, I think, two weeks in the fridge. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan of screw cap uh, closures now. Yeah, that's and, all that um, Australian wine you've been drinking. Yeah, but also having like aged wine under screw cap, and number one, you don't have to worry about like it being corked. You don't have to worry about like. Is the cork going to fucking crumble into a zillion pieces when you open it up? And you open it up, and you're like, oh, wow, this is so fresh. Yeah. Like, yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. unbelievable. I did a 09, and, 09 recently, Oregon Pinot Noir that was under screw cap mm-hmm. that was ridiculously, like, uh, fruity and, like, yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, and it's so vibrant, and you're like, and, and the best ones that I've had are, like, it still tastes like aged wine. Yeah. It still has all the age characteristics, but it still has like the bright. It doesn't taste tired at all. You're like, wow, this is yeah. this is amazing. You're like, yep, yeah. screw cap. Yeah. And it's like, oh, would anybody really want to pay fucking uh, like more than uh, like eighty bucks for a bottle that you just screw off? It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People do it all the time. <laughs> People do it all the time, and like, would anyone want to pay know, five thousand dollars even if you got to pull a cork out of the bottle? I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are like people who aren't gonna buy like most people who are buying like that type of shit like whatever drc and like classified bordeaux and stuff and other whatever like ridiculous burgundy and shit they're not even like it's going into like a a storage unit you know what i mean like it's it's literally they might as well be buying like fucking like i don't know any other commodity like stocks or fucking bullshit potato futures digital art yeah <laughs> potato futures yeah yeah but uh, but uh, buy an nft from the idaho potato growers guild it's just a picture of a potato yeah. that's it there you go yeah, perfect you might as well be buying that shit oh god like if all of a sudden if wine stopped being like as like profitable just like if, if, if for whatever reason like people decided that it wasn't a a good investment like Prices of Bordeaux, like, I really wonder what they would go down to. Like, I mean, it wouldn't happen, but, it, like, I don't know if things would be regulated to, like, cost of production or whatever, but, like... I mean, that's I don't kind know. of how... It, it's kind of... A, cost of production is okay. pretty much uh, what's got Oregon Pinot prices where they are, for the most yeah. part. The the upper end of stuff that's, like... Well, yeah, it's complicated, but, like, the low end, the fact that you can get $25 bottles, that's, like, that stuff should be getting sold direct wholesale and not mm-hmm. getting distributed and then the sort of like $35 price tag that goes with a lot of Oregon Pinot that winds up in supermarkets um like nationally that yeah yeah it's kind of a cost of production cost of goods thing that you know yeah. it, economies of scale like A to Z and Erath are able to do uh, cheaper wines than that um and there are other examples as well that you know are 15 bucks or less and they aren't bad but it is a uh mm-hmm. There is a significant difference in terms of like what is being paid for up front to produce those things. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. No, and, and it's crazy. Yeah, I learned um, stuff from distribute. So like a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy a bottle of wine, let's say like you buy a bottle of wine at a restaurant, 
Yeah. So this is just like markups and stuff. It's they they a typical upcharge is three times. So if they if you yeah. if it's a ninety dollar bottle, they bought it for thirty. Yep. Right. And so, but with like distributors typically, what they or like importers, distributors importers, but they'll they'll buy it from the winery and they'll also do a three times upcharge. So yeah. They the the winemaker in France or Italy or whatever, they're getting ten dollars for that bottle of wine. Yep. Or that at a restaurant is going to be sold for ninety dollars. Yeah. And yeah. you're like the three tier system. It's great. It's total. No, that's great. I don't know. That's how things should work. Honestly, so there should be good. just fuck the people who make the stuff and for just handing this from one person to the other because it's illegal to do it otherwise. That makes a lot of sense. That's just the way it should be. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked uh, up. It's the best. It's the tits. It's no nah, man. <laughs> but it's like it's like uh Robbie. I don't know if he wants I mean, he's never gonna fucking listen to this. He might listen to this, I don't know. He was telling me um that uh he went to when he was in Italy, um on a on a like a, a work trip, he um went he like went around that's how he tasted like he would just go to like like quintarelli and just be like oh yeah i can taste your wines and like yeah sure you want a bottle and like yeah yeah you buy it and like it's not cheap and he went to like uh muscarello uh-huh. bartolo muscarello just like you know one of the most famous producers in barolo and the wines supposed to be like fucking crazy and they like all the wines are like sold out totally yeah and he went in there and was like hey do you have any wines and they were like i think we're all sold out but like let me check and they're like yeah we have a couple bottles and like he had he, like they had like two mags and then he's like how much are they and <clears throat> in 2014 he bought from them he bought one for 180 and one for 150 like for mags yeah um now the 2014 that he bought is a thousand dollars and the other one is probably about that much yeah that's a 2009 and like the, like i think that guy like oh he said he's he signed up on their mailing list or no not their mailing list on a waiting list for the mailing list mm-hmm. and on the wine club waiting list back in 2016 he was number twenty thousand in the in the backup wow for their <laughs> mailing list. but anyway so like yeah when you buy from them he sells his wines for like 50 bucks or something or 40 bucks or 45 something like that and then here when you go into a shop and if you see like his regular not like a single vineyard one just a regular barolo's like whatever yeah like two hundred fifty dollars three hundred dollars something like just crazy and um so the difference between like even if even if you don't want your wine to be expensive it's it's the way same way it goes with like secondary markets too but um you don't want your wine to be expensive so you don't charge that much for it but like you don't really have a choice after after a certain point if you reach a certain like status yeah um you sell your wine for fifteen dollars a bottle some asshole is just going to buy all of it and then put it on at auction and then it's gonna go for like a thousand dollars a bottle or something, and you're not making that money. That asshole's making the money. So yeah, the whole the, in the auction house, but yeah, no, the whole system is it. It but again, it's a power dynamic that's so frustrating because the the reality of like producing a thing, producing anything, the reality of like what you have to consider, what logistics you have to make happen, how many people you have to pay, all of that stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, you you do all of that, and then. The thing that you've produced, you have to put out into the market and you have to, like, play the game of all these other people who want to make their living off of the work of you and all of the people that you worked with to produce whatever it was that you made. And their mm-hmm. whole thing is like, well, you need me to get this halfway across the country or whatever it is. So you you work with them. And it's it's this breakdown of, like, there are so, there are so few distributors who, you know, well, it, it's this breakdown of, like, but you know the the again it's like again it's a power dynamic because the, the kind of money you have to have just to start a distribution uh company or to like buy all those wines or like to move all that around is you know that that's not a position that a lot of people who would work in like say you know who would do agricultural labor like that's not a position many of those people are in like there there, right. there is a very steep power gradient between like who can who can distribute wine versus who can grow wine versus who can make wine and who can you know and then because the whole thing is so complicated and so so messy no one wants to like you know like we can make whatever jokes we want about like psalms being assholes or whatever but like there is no there is no real true villain there's just a bunch of people just like sort of going along to get along trying to figure it out and then mm-hmm. some people who are better at the uh better at the game than others and the other people who like just had a better start than other people and they had more available to them and it's it, it's really rough because you know at a certain point you wonder 
uh, you wonder if, like, I don't know the right way to say it, really, like, is, like, is it possible for wine to be reclaimed as a cultural product that everyone in a community can value in the way that it's historically meant so much to regions and to people and to communities like it's it's this it's like like instead of wine in america we have sports teams but like in parts of france Mm -hmm. like you know in in parts of france or italy or spain like that's what there's a completely different like sentiment i mean there's a completely different sentiment around in a a lot of the world like the idea of of football being like soccer um is like it's a thing that you watch and you care about watching it because you also do it. Like everyone plays or played when they were kids or whatever. And mm-hmm. and with wine, you know, there are parts of the world where everyone cares because even if you are not a winemaker or like a vineyard, you know, a, a full-time vineyard worker, your neighbor might have a vineyard or like they're, you know, people, right. people, the say the county over have vineyards. And it's not like going to wine country doesn't mean like going and getting an Airbnb or a $400 a night hotel room. Um <laughs> you know, somewhere right. across the country to buy yourself two cases of wine and then go home. It means like packing your family and your ridiculous little Peugeot or whatever kind of car you got, or your little Renault, driving down the road, visiting some people that you, you know, you've known forever and you get their wine. And it's not the best wine in the world. It's just the wine that they make. And it's wine that you like maybe one summer helped a bunch with in the vineyard or like you weren't doing something. So you went over there like that kind of thing where there's real mm-hmm. community to it. There's, there's a real sense of like, I don't expect to get like I don't expect to get paid for coming over and helping out, but I'm gonna get fed. I'm gonna have a place to sleep, and I'm gonna be given a couple bottles of wine. You know, right. like you do it because it's 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 what the world is made of, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what's so tough about you know like the the three tier system or distribution of wine in America or just America's relationship to wine, especially like with prohibition and the fact that you know there there are really cool like American spirit products like uh like the history of something like applejack which uh, you know Mm -hmm. was just cider that was left out and it was so cold that the water froze and people pulled the ice out and by the time that they'd done that enough they had like basically you know apple brandy that was just made by (laughs) made by accident um like there, there are things or like pisco being you know such a big cultural contention between peru and chile and like the fact that Mm -hmm you know the product probably was first made in peru and then peru has a town called pisco so there is a town in chile that was renamed pisco elki in the elki valley so that they because pisco is really important to chile too but there's just this whole like like bullshit colonialist like you know dick measuring contest where it was like we were the first ones to do it it doesn't matter like people this this is like the most drunk liquor in this country and people in other parts of the world barely know what it is <laughs> like yeah like there is that's eight, crazy uh, yeah it's it's like and i don't know like i mean it's not that people barely know what it like people you know know what pisco sours are and stuff but if you like mm-hmm. if you if you go to chile you like there are so many brands of pisco and there are so many like like there are the big ones that make it to the states like um alta del carmen and uh capel but if you go there they're like I don't know, 17, and then there are all kinds of echelons of it, and it's, like, this whole thing, and it's, like, the, the, yeah, that sense, that sensitivity to actually going, you know, actually going to the winery and having the, having the guts to say, like, do do, do you have a couple bottles I could buy? And it being worth it to do that, even at some of the most prestigious places in the world, because there are still real people there. Like, there are still people that, like, if you, you know, figure out a way to talk to them, be like, yeah, we'll sell you a bottle of wine. And, it's one of the things that makes me sad about like a lot of like say like California tasting rooms or tasting rooms in uh, you know ta- ta- modern tasting rooms that are supposed to be like you know there is this element of like things need to be as like honed as they are in a Starbucks for a lot of tasting rooms mm-hmm. and that's not that's not what people love about wine they don't love it being the same every time you open a bottle like if you want that barefoot Moscato exists <laughs> Franzia exists you can right. have those things if you want to engage with like a, a very delicate thing that is you know it's not it doesn't need to be like white knuckling it all the time but it does come down to a a very uncontrollable process that is a balance between a whole crazy nexus of things like it, it's a you don't want every bottle to be the same and you don't you know it's you, you like even with because even with screw caps like there's bottle variation that's one of the things that i think is really cool about that mm-hmm. it's like you know not you, you're not you're not gonna real wine not every bottle tastes the same and 
that like and that's a reflection of the fact that like with really good wine you shouldn't really be opening more than one bottle of the same wine in a night like you shouldn't be opening bottles of wine side by side Mm. and be like Mm -hmm. is this bottle exactly like this bottle like it's it's this task of memory and like become like learning to relate to how you experience something and how you re-engage with that experience when you have the opportunity again i'm going a little i've I've been i'm going on a little bit i also i opened no no no, no. i I think it's i think it's a great sorry oh you open a second bottle no, I opened my second drink and I'm having a, a breakside wanderlust. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, I no, I agree with that because um, I mean, no, not opening a second bottle of the, of the the same thing because like there, I mean, there are some times when like if if you have like a bunch of it and it's like a bunch of people and like there there is it's not like a never you know but like there has to be a very particular like energy and like a mood and like vibe going on in order for ever to be like. Oh hell yeah! Let's just do this. Like it's like almost as it's as if it's like a bit. Yeah. Where you're like, we're just gonna if 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 the bit is to like lean in on something, then it's like, oh yeah, we're opening another bottle of Santa Quinon, whatever. Yeah. You know, just something yeah. like gigantic, like another bottle of Turley. We're opening yeah. or like something ridiculous. Yeah. You know? well, I, but, I know um, all about leaning into the bit there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I think that's a good point because also like if if it is like twelve thirty at night and you know it's like let's open another bottle and it's an old bottle that like needs two hours of air to like open up and be appreciated or something and you're just gonna like fucking throw this thing in there and like more or less like kind of abuse the wine to like force it to be what you want it to be like it's not Hmm. it's not really doing justice to that thing you know no and that yeah the other night so there's a new wine bar in town that's really cool and you know people are expensive like and people I, I keep hearing people say that and it's like yeah it's a it's a good legitimate wine bar of course it's expensive like yeah. the wines that they have in there are incredible and like they're putting those wines on there pretty fair prices to be honest like i like i i have a good sense of what their markup is i i can go google mm-hmm. what they're probably getting it at wholesale for but i trust the people there to like be trying to make certain things available that wouldn't otherwise be available in town um mm-hmm. you know without doing a lot of footwork on your own on the internet and in a context where you can go with, you know, a big group, like the point of the place is kind of like you go with a big group of people and thank goodness people are getting vaccinated because like, you know, otherwise the whole business probably wouldn't work. But like you go with a big group of people mm-hmm. and like, you know, half the people in the group buy a bottle of wine and you all buy different bottles and then like costs get spread out over everything and all that. And mm-hmm. it was like towards, it was towards the middle of the evening when I was really like, like I got there and I was trying other wines that had been open and then I kind of had this moment of like, oh, well, I, I don't know who all bought these bottles and I don't know who to like throw money at. So, so I just got a bottle too, but I was like, I don't know what to get because a bunch of like interesting reds have been opened. There's some stuff in decanters. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get, uh, I, I got a, do- a bottle of, uh, Berkland Wolf. Uh, I was telling you about that. The Berkland oh, nice. Wolf Trocon. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, we'll just go back to Riesling because I know that this wine will be good the moment it's opened and it won't need to yeah. like and even if it's like going back you know jumping back from reds to whites like nobody cares right now and and it was like and i and you know i i got it because i was just like oh i like i've only had one berkland wolf um you know uh uh just their standard like it was it was a bottle that i wanted to get but it was also like what you were saying about like what on this list like what on this table versus what on this list is like the right choice right now and that's part of why i like that wine bar so much because their list is so big that you can always find something that's like we'll be able to open this and immediately like eat like you can kind have that kind of evening there where yeah you can open something that you're like okay can we get a decanter for this and just like let it sit here for a while and get another bottle of like a a a, a sinso that we'll mm-hmm. you know, drink right now and then get back nice. to that later and you know the the idea of a place that you can go and like you were talking about earlier like learn by drinking lots of different things that are Mm -hmm. that are really interesting and really like meaningful and it was you know it's it's a funny but again the there's a there's a power dynamic there of like it's not cheap and you have to like you you kind of have to go into the whole circumstance like aware of like how much money you can spend to not just enjoy like not just enjoy being there like that's a whole other thing like you can you know have that experience but there is like this kind of uh like cultural tension around like 
everyone that I was there with the other night, you know, works in wine. So it was very intentional. And like, I, I, you know, mm. and that's one of the things that's so tough for people is like, they're like, oh, I, I, I don't know anything about wine. It's like, you don't need to know anything about wine. You just need right. people who don't shit on you for knowing any, not knowing anything about wine. And the problem with, like, yeah, exactly. The problem with like a lot of restaurants where they're, you know, marking a bottle they got for $30 up to 90. And then the person who's pouring it for you is a Psalm. And they're the only person there who's going to talk to you about what that wine is. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to make you feel uncomfortable and like you're not supposed to have your own opinion and you're not supposed to like be able to like sniff the glass and go, oh, the this is corked. <laughs> like having, right, having right. the stones to do that, having the chutzpah, having the, the what's the like, what's the having the huevos, uh, the the uh, the ovaries of steel to look, mm. look some dickhead psalm in the eye and yeah. tell him. <laughs> that bottle's corked. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I didn't like. He's like, it's a screw cap. Yeah. I'm like, ah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I thought I had ovaries. As he's, as he's like, yeah, as he's steel. unscrewing the cork from the corkscrew, he's like, it was yeah. a screw cap. Like, Sir. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Just nice. referring to ovaries as stones. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's like, could you stop trying to sell all those penises you have in the inside of your jacket to other customers? Yeah. And you're like, don't tell me where to conduct my business. <laughs> this is, I thought this was America. He's <laughs> like, it's not in the Constitution. And he's like, you're fired. And you're like, uh, thank God. I've been trying to get out of this job for years. I've hated working here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I mean, that's... That's the uh, that's the hilariously saccharine reason we actually do this, right? We want to like make wine feel more accessible to people and like talk about it in a oh, way yeah. that's not pretentious. But we also are both lucky in terms of how much knowledge we've been able to just like download into our brains without being fully conscious of like some sort of cost associated with it. Because mm-hmm. we cause yeah. we both like, and I'm you know I've been so. I've been dragging my heels about it for so long, but like we both love wine. We just have like completely different relationships to how we got to loving wine. Oh yeah. 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 And you know, I just had to, well, yeah, we'll talk more about the, you know, you'll have to, you'll have to make sure to lob in some uh, allusions to the complete mental breakdown I had right before we, uh, we got this rig rolling again. (laughs) (sighs) You know, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. We don't have this all. You don't have to, to lay it all out the first the first go, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm trying to learn how to do is like, uh, <laughs> you know, let things take the time they take. Yeah. Or also decide when I'm done letting things take the time they take and uh, saying, "Hey, uh, could you could you shit or get off the pot?" Yeah. I got you, buddy. Don't worry. I uh, appreciate you, my guy. <laughs> Dude, I this... mean, you wanna you wanna what do you say? Oh. I mean, we're yeah, we're 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 in the we're in the old tailspin. I don't I, I don't think I've got another hour in me for sure. No, 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 no. But have we got a, is any any riff we want to end on, or what? Where do we like? I didn't write an outro. I sh- I suppose I should have. No, no, no. It's uh, you know, uh, you can please, please, please. Please, if you don't want to hear me beg like that anymore, go to patreon.com. I want to hear you beg like that. Oh, the, okay. Then, well, if you want to hear me beg like that, then go to patreon.com slash Cortain, and <laughs> you can probably hear me beg like that on there if you want. You can hot, pay. Hot. Actually, um, if, if you sign up for the Petrus tier, mm-hmm. you'll get every day a voice note from me begging you. Oh, yes. For, I don't know, for whatever you want. You text me like, Jarlsberg, and I'm like... Please give me a slice of Jarlsberg, <laughs> please. And then like, I'll, whatever you know. So, but that's for a cool. I don't know what like how many thousand dollars a month that is. Uh, you'd be giving oh, us. Yeah. So that'd be pretty sick, honestly. That'd be great, great wine, uh, wine income. Let me look that up. Anyway, thank you for thank you for listening and for uh, for for you know sticking st- coming back. Hey, you know. And uh, funny, oh, funny, funny. Four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars. Choose here. Yep. Yes, please. So it's a steal it's a, to hear me beg. Yep. Um, I'll tell you. Just imagine me on my hands and knees. I'm not actually gonna yeah. take a video. Ah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. I'll take a video. You can... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to go through the trouble of doing it. But oh, you know. Yeah. Well, video video's extra. Video is like an eight thousand dollars a month tier. Mm. And I'll also yeah. make animal sounds for you if you want. Yep. Uh, Naughty animal sounds. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll just I'll it'll, it'll I'll be like meow. It'll be the same like meow sound, mm-hmm. but I'll just say now I'm a naughty cat, and I'll yep. go meow. It'll be the same one, you know, and they'll be like ooh. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. But, so, but that's the eight thousand dollars a month tier. Yeah. So you know, oh, better loosen those cheap. purse strings a bit, you know. Yeah, y'all y'all need to yeah. y'all need to get a little more generous with. <laughs> it's about fucking time. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. All right, buddy. You wanna you wanna say anything, or you wanna just oh, wanna just I don't, cold, I'm trying to think cold of, end. Well, I was trying to think of another. Um, I, like, do I have any other? Well, um, to anyone listening, please mm-hmm. know, um, we just are we're so grateful. We love you, and <laughs> also, um, if I don't know the quite right way to phrase it, um. What? Yeah, no, I'll come up with it for next time, and it'll be in the cold open. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's uh, stay tuned. Yeah, let me let me let me put it this way. Uh, um, beautifully well done. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. You know what I we you know what I want to say? What I want to say, Tom? What's what that? I want to say to you? What's that? Yeah, we're yeah, back, yeah. baby. We did it. We're back, baby. Hey, let's done, let's be done to have sex. Fucking legends. Let's have sex. Yeah. With the microphones. Mm-hmm. Money on the internet. Um, nice. What, uh, that's, that's feels it. Feels good. Right. Feels, Thanks, I'll everybody. tell you what. Feels good. Have a good night. Good luck. Ciao.